my game time fans what's going on everybody how we doing today how we doing how we doing i hope i hope that y'all all are doing well all my listeners all my 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 friends my family members my supporters etc my new listeners etc i hope you're all doing well zach how you doing today Cooling, enjoying this fine Sunday where it's not brick degrees. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's always good to have some nice weather behind you, right? For sure. Speaking of behind you, we got another WNBA season that is behind us that has concluded, has ended in thrilling fashion, might I add. Although the series necessarily overall in totality wasn't thrilling <laughs> the final game and how it concluded was thrilling yeah and that was like a, a asia wilson legacy game for real for real it was like when when her career is all said and done people are definitely definitely gonna look back at this one and you know talk in, in regard regards her like her legend this one's definitely gonna be up there for sure in that conversation Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's get into that. So Asia Wilson, like a lot of people right now, when you talk about the GOAT conversation, you have individuals who, for the most part, I think would say DT. You have individuals who would throw out names like, I don't know, like Lisa Leslie, maybe. You have people who would talk about even possibly a Sue Bird. But there's a whole lot of DT out there, for, mm-hmm. at least from, from my perspective and viewpoint. But I think now we have another kind of generational figure that we can talk about in terms of Asia Wilson. And so like, where, where do you think she stands right now in that GOAT conversation? I mean, you know, her career's still young, so it's like hard to just be like, oh yeah, she's she's top five or whatever, but she's definitely on the upward trend at this point. Like when it's all said and done, she's definitely gonna be in that top five conversation, I feel like. And with the way her team's looking, they might three you know, early, early goings, it looks like they can three peat. I don't imagine the off season, which we'll get into where a team comes out looking better than them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So at this rate, I'd say probably a three peat in that she's definitely like, all right. She's done something no one else in the history of the league has done. Um, and she's been the head of that snake. So I feel like she's well on track to be, like, number one at this point. I feel like Tarasi, you know, like you said, she, the conversation kind of leads to her being named the GOAT or whatever. And, and what year was it? The uh, the tw- 25th anniversary season, they did a whole voting thing, and she, people did vote her the GOAT or whatever, so. You know, mm-hmm. there's credence to what you're saying. But I feel like she's passable. It's not mm-hmm. like a, you know, we're talking like NBA. It's not like a Jordan thing where it's like, you know, there's a lot of people feel like LeBron's the GOAT order and Jordan's the GOAT whatever. But there's, I feel like the WNBA does not have one that does not have that player where it's like, you cannot change my mind that this person is the GOAT no matter what happens in the history of the sport. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not there mm-hmm. in WNBA yet, and I'd say right now, Asia Wilson's on track to be the first person in the league history to to be that. Because mm. it's just, I don't know, the back to back. Our team was down 
two, I'll say two and a half starters because Kia Stokes isn't really a starter for them, but she was right. started because the Candace Parker injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, down start down their starting point guard, and you know they were behind. They were behind in the game, but Asia kind of willed them to victory. She had the clutch turnaround jumper, elite mm-hmm. defense. Like I think at this point, you know the Brianna Stewart Asia Wilson conversation. It's Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart second right now. At this point, I don't yep. think it's I don't think it's debatable anymore. She literally beat her in a head to head badly. Like. This Brown Stewart kind of struggled in the series overall, which is surprising. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just feel like at this point, age is age is looking like she's gonna be. I don't see her slowing down for a while. You know what I mean? Mm. And when you when you sustain this level of greatness for that long, it's like at some point you just has to you have to admit that this person is like, you know, she's there. Yeah, like I'd say the two rings definitely, two rings. She should have got MVP again this past season mm-hmm. uh, defensive player of the year what two or three times now twice I, if i'm not mistaken twice yeah i think it's twice i'd say she's i don't know if i if i sat here and looked at the history of the league i probably wouldn't i'd say she's definitely in the top 15 unquestionably you could argue top 10 at this point in time her her young career you know what i mean yeah that's a fair point i mean yeah, that's where i'm at with it when you put her up against some of the heavyweights, like again, some of the names I mentioned, like Elisa Leslie and the Deanna Tarasi. Deanna Tarasi is an MVP. She's a three-time champion and a ten-time All-Star. Mm-hmm. And when you look at uh, someone like Lisa Leslie, who's a Hall of Famer, she's a three-time MVP, an eight-time All-Star. You know, All-Star appearance. And a two-time champion as well, uh, three-time All-Star Game MVP. So, Asia Wilson is is climbing and closing in. Uh, at this point, I mean, there's no doubt. I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that she's going to the Hall of Fame. There is no doubt, no question. She's cemented. Even if she were to walk away right now at the age of 27. She would be in the hall. She's she's going to be in the hall. Yeah, you know that. Sure. So, and I think in terms like if we're looking at someone's prime, like because because I think that prime, like looking at somebody in their prime and what they were capable of doing in their prime is a metric. Statistically, she's up there with the best. For sure. Her her numbers are up there with some of the greatest easily. So, like, it just, and then the thing is, again, too, her defensive impact is profound. Like, you can, you can tell when she's on the floor, there's nothing that, there's nothing that, like, the team can't do. There's nowhere, there's nowhere where the team can't go. And, defensively as well it's very difficult like you can just like she has kind of like a sphere around her Mm -hmm. or in her in her space that you kind of can't go or it's very hard to go no matter who it is and she's getting skills she's getting blocked Mm -hmm. great positioning contest everything he's really does it all on the defensive end Mm -hmm. so you could you could argue 
you could also argue that she's one of the greatest, like she's the greatest defender ever, just based on the track that she's on, and she's on a great pace. Mm-hmm. So, like, and in turn, in terms of career numbers as well, in terms of points per game, she averages more points a game than Deanna Taurasi career wise. Yeah, and Lisa Leslie. Yeah, I feel like one thing that's like one interesting thing about this conversation: just the league is kind of young in general. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like certain players like Lisa Leslie, they 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 don't have as much WNBA season as players current players now are gonna have when it's all said and done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like there's not as much seasons played. It's gonna have, especially with the uh, you know, like especially it happens even now. But when the in the younger days of the league, players would play WNBA season and they go to Russia and then they go to. I don't know, name another country, China or whatever, and you know, just playing year year round, year round. So that kind of definitely leads to a, a shorter professional career. You're talking right. years, just because you're you know you're gonna tire your your body's kind of tired at that point. So I definitely think she's on the path to be number one at this point. Like she already yeah. has two MVPs. She should have had a third. She's gonna be in the MVP conversation for the next God knows how many years, but. If you're looking at uh, betting odds, for for example, I'd probably put Asia number one right away, mm-hmm. leading into the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I could see her winning two, three more MVPs. Definitely a couple more championships are are possible. It all depends on health, luck, and whatever else is going on in the league. But mm-hmm. yeah, like her resume, her the the potential resume she can have at this point is going to be indisputable. Is indis it'd be indisputably number one if she were to get. Let's say two more MVPs and two more championships, and continue level mm-hmm. of continue this level of play for another five six years. I don't see how there's another player with a better career at that point. I'll say this: there was a player that could have potentially had a better career, and I'm just sad that she kind of that she walked away. Maya Moore. Yes. Yeah, she was. She was hooping. Maya Moore is a four time champion. Four time champion. Like, and she walked away early. Like, yeah. Like we don't talk about, I don't think we talk about her enough. Uh, we have, we have people like Cynthia, like uh, Cynthia Cooper, mm-hmm. Lauren Jackson as well, who are also great players. But, oh, my Moore was so good. Seven seasons. <laughs> Yes, so yeah, four of the seven seasons she played, she won a title. In a couple of those seasons, she scored over twenty a game. Like she had twenty three a game in one season, and like, oof, she won MVP in one of those seven seasons. So ah man, my like Maya Moore was on an all time pace. Yeah. She could have had like seven rings by the time you know it was all said and done, depending on how things went. Like, ah man, I, I don't, I just don't know. Ooh, it's just it's scary to think that somebody could have been that good. Yeah, yeah, I'd say Lauren Jackson's definitely up in that conversation as well. Um yeah, I'd say she's in the conversation as well, but again, just not as much 
WNBA seasons. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like that's what holds back a lot of the contenders. Is just their, and I feel like that's kind of why Tarasi's defaulted as the as the goat. If I'm being honest, like she's mm-hmm. has way more seasons than anybody else. Yeah. Longevity. Yeah, longevity. Like I feel like the longevity conversation carries her. You know, great player, great great player, but she only got one MVP. She has less MVPs than other people in the conversation. She has what, like one championship, if I'm not mistaken, two mm-hmm. or three. You said it was three, right? Uh, Diana, yes, three. Yeah, three. So that's you know great. That's definitely tough. But one MVP. Um, other players in the conversation have three championships as well. So that seems like definitely a, a bar. Um, mm-hmm. to be in the goat conversation, but I don't know. I feel like longevity's carrying her. In that, that's why I feel like it's it's right. She's passable. Yeah, she's very passable. And the thing is, like, again, like honestly, I feel like you could argue, you could very much argue Maya Moore's career over hers, just because of the. I guess, like, I mean, I mean, she came on to a really good team, but like, just the best player of that team, though. <laughs> yeah, just the quickness and how, like, she won, mm-hmm. and then she walked away on her own terms. Like, she walked out averaging eighteen a game, and was still really effective. So uh just uh, I think she might be one of the biggest what ifs in WNBA history. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so she definitely definitely had a lot more good years in, in a, of uh playing, but she had a, a higher calling, I guess. So she did have a higher calling, and I respect her for that. I respect her for taking on that higher calling and being successful. Right. You know, not, not only just taking it on, but being successful. So yeah, but I think this conversation is definitely opening up, and I think that it's something that will continue to grow and continue to develop over time. And hopefully, eventually, we have some other people who join the conversation, like a Sabrina UNESCO, potentially, uh, and, pro- and possibly some other players who are younger and on the up and up can join the conversation later on. Right. As this league grows and gets older as we are approaching, what, 30 years? And then also, too, I think the biggest thing, the biggest mark that I think would, would be able to set her career apart, well, two things. One, I think winning a championship in an expanded league, mm-hmm. of winning a championship in a league that's bigger than the one that her, you know, her contemporaries played in, but also, I think that she needs to win a championship when some of this team is broken up. Right, I feel you. Like just in terms of the, the legacy talk stuff. Yes, because their team is unequivocally the best. Like there's no doubt about it. Like no, no. Like we we called it from the first day. <laughs> that these two teams were going to meet in the finals and that the Aces were going to win. Yeah. We called it from the beginning. And so with that lack of, I guess, suspense to her titles, it can hurt her legacy a little bit. 
But let's say Chelsea Gray and Jack and, and, and Jackie Young or Chelsea Gray and Kelsey Plum uh go on elsewhere or something like that. And then she finds a way to get it done. Anyway, that to me, I think, would be the cementing one. I feel you. I think one thing, I, I do definitely feel you, but one thing I do want to note, I guess, in that is if we think about it, like let's say that whole team stays together, but Asia goes somewhere else. Right. I th- I don't think the Aces are the the best team in the league anymore at all. But if one of those other players on the team went somewhere, I'd still think the Aces are the best team in the league. Hmm. I, mean, I feel like whatever team put Asia on, I'm like, oh, that team can probably beat the Aces. So I guess, like you're saying, it would be interesting to see. But I feel like the team is that because she's there. Mm-hmm. Like, she's the glue. She's the only player where if you remove her from the team, suddenly people are like questioning whether or not they're the best team in the league anymore. Oh, yeah, easily, especially depending on where she would go. Yeah. Right. So that's that'd be interesting. But, um, and I do think that's why that, that last game, that, that game four was very, uh, very big with the legacy stuff, just because she did, in fact, she didn't have as much as the, no, like, late, excuse me, Liberty were just better team that game. Yeah. They're the better team that game, and the Aces won because they had Asia Wilson, and Asia Wilson did goat goat levels goat level stuff. So that'd be interesting to see, definitely. But right, right, yeah, right now she's on on the track on track to be the best to ever do it in the WNBA, in my opinion. Which is a, a lot to say. Mm-hmm. And I and right now, just based on trajectory, I would have to concur. But again. It will hurt. Her. I think. It, I think in the long run, it can hurt her legacy. Just on like being on a team as this stack, only because if someone else comes along, and a one beats her, at some point, mm-hmm. I feel like that ring is going to hold a lot of weight. Yeah, Beat a whole lot of weight. So that's that's just something to look at. No, and, I feel that. I guess kind of getting off the subject of a GOAT situation. What are you looking at off-season-wise? Like, where's your mind at? I mean, really, in the simplest terms, everyone else has three tools to figure out how to beat this God-level team, you know? And look at the free agents right now, actually. And, you know, New York has a couple free agents, but I imagine they're going to kind of regroup and bring back the same core. Like John Qua, I don't see her leaving, and Brianna Stewart, I see them resigning, especially after the way they lost. You know they want that run back. They believed in their minds probably they they could have won, and I believe you know that's fair. You know, like if Brianna Stewart didn't struggle as much, and if uh like Serena Yescu, like like I had mentioned in the final in the finals conversation we had, if she struggles, it's gonna be bad for them. She did not have a good series at all, so I imagine they're going to come back together and you know give that be in that conversation again. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like Skylar Diggins is a free agent, which is interesting. Finally, mm-hmm. we see, might see her play next year. Yeah. <laughs> Elena Deladon's a free agent. Natasha Cloud. So, like, in the Mystics, are always a team where it's like, oh, what if they're what if they're finally healthy? Then maybe they'll be good. So, um, you know, yes. let's say let's say they manage to get like a 
like a Skylar Diggins to join them in, in Washington? Like, does that does that influence the conversation at all? Like, it's kind of at the point now where if another team wants to compete, they really need to like just mm-hmm. amass a ma- major level of talent together at this point. So that's kind of what I'm looking for to see if there's a third team that can really kind of replicate that that uh seven all stars on one team model <laughs> that these two teams have taken. Yeah. Connecticut's gonna try to run it back as well. They're a good team, but I feel like they just need to add Brianna Jones. A uh, note about Connecticut: Brianna Jones is a free agent. Oh yeah, that's true too. And like Dewana Bonner, but I don't see Bonner going anywhere. And but here's the catch: the Sun currently like they can't offer Brianna Jones a max contract. Yes, I did. I did see that. And she's 27 in her prime, and this would be, you know. This would be a big opportunity wasted if she didn't go get that money. Yeah, especially because she just started really cooking like the last two years, right? So she really does need. She really, it really is in her best interest to get that get that big contract. Yeah, Candace is out there. You got some vets too. You got some some serious vets. You got you've got Candace Parker, Courtney Vandersloot, Brittany Griner. Uh, Deanna Tarazi, they're all out there. Tina Charles is out there. Neka Aguamake is out there. Got a lot of vets yeah. who are available right now. Ariel Power is a solid player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiffany Hayes, solid player. Yeah, there's a lot of decent, decent. Uh, For me, decent I would, available. I'd love to see. Brittany Griner potentially in Connecticut, maybe? Yeah, that'd be interesting. It's hard. She can shoot, but she's not, like, a knockdown shooter. You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like Connecticut definitely needs some – I feel like a, a big moving space to floor would help, especially with – you know, Alyssa Thomas is the offense. She is the engine. And in that, she mm-hmm. is no shooter. So having a big – like, having a big just kind of taking up space – I feel like that kind of hurts. That can make things a little mucked up a little bit. Yeah, you kind of saw it with John Cole Jones. Like when John Cole Jones was like kind of pushed to the second option, following her MVP season, it was kind of the offense is mad clunky and gummed up because she, while she can shoot, she is really a, a back to the basket type of player. I feel like they don't want to create that. They don't want to create that issue again. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, just interesting. Yeah, and this is this is going to be a very intriguing season in terms of what teams decide to do and what players decide to do. Because to me personally, with Candace grabbing that that, that ring, do you want to come like a team that basically won a ring without you? Do you want to go back there and 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 you know coll- and try to collect another easy ring potentially or easier ring? I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like she definitely probably have one more year because, like, it's one of those things where her pride's probably like, oh, I wish I was out there. You know what I mean? Right. She probably feel like she didn't earn it. Or I'm not gonna say that, but like, I'm sure there's a part of her that feels like she would have been liked to be in the game. Yeah, and yeah, it's like you, you to, to to watch this team really get it done without you is just it's interesting to see. Yeah, and I guess so, is the team gonna? I'm sure the team's gonna want to bring her back if she wants to play again because she's talented. But in that, it's like we won without you. We don't need to give you a max contract. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 
Like they the they now have all the leverage in any conversations because they literally factually, truthfully just won without her. Like they they've proven they don't need her. Right. At least on the on the court. We can't speak to the locker room stuff. That's stuff that's stuff we don't see as viewers, you know what I mean? And how much right. impact like I'm sure I'm sure she's was making major impacts despite not playing. Right, right, no doubt. She probably helped everybody in the room, literally with mm-hmm. different things, because she she has such a versatile game and she knows how to do so many different things well. And she's navigated a WNBA career for so long. So I'm sure that she definitely had a hand in their success just with knowledge and wisdom. But at the same time, it's like again, it's like I, I you know, what do you want? And yeah. like what helps your legacy more? Ultimately trying to take down this juggernaut and powerhouse. Because to be honest with you, I could see her potentially going over to a team like the Liberty and, and like replacing John Quell, if that's a possibility. Yeah, I don't know. I feel the Liberty is going to bring their team back because they were so close. They just needed – no, I feel like they're – again, we talked about it, right? I'm still not going to get too into it, but the offense was just – as we both said, the offense was just getting gummed up, and mm-hmm. they're just chucking up some random, random ass three Yesku threes, and it's just they need to figure out their system. And I feel like another year of seasoning would do them a lot of favors. As long mm-hmm. as they can make the money work, I don't see why they wouldn't. But um, yeah, I'm just really looking to see what the other teams do because I'm pretty sure the, these two teams are going to be the same. I don't know if Candace Parker's going to play again. You know, she's she's getting up there in, in age at this point. Right. Season, she's 37 right now. In the 38 age 38 season, you know, you just don't see those often in basketball. Yeah. So you don't. Not at all. So eh, it'll be it'll be fascinating to see from my end. I, I think and then also too probably not this year, but maybe the following year, the draft will be really interesting. For sure. Is it this year that uh Angel Reese and, and them can enter? Angel Reese and uh Caitlin Clark? I don't think so. I don't think that'll be this year. I think that we'll we'll have less bigger names this upcoming year. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look up a, look up a mock draft right now just so we can have it. Yeah, Caitlin Clark's in there. Oh Caitlin Clark is in there. She's is projected number one. Paige Bukers projected number two. Cameron Brink projected number three. Aaliyah Edwards. I don't know too much about her, to be honest, but uh, Haley Van Lith. Lith? I've heard of her. Lilith. Lilith. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's a typo. It's a typo in the, on the on ESPN uh, then. I figured that's yeah. what it was, but. Yeah, yeah. Angel Reese is in this. Okay, so that is this year. So. This will be a wild draft, yeah, coming up if that's the case. And Caitlin Clark going to the fever, if that's the case. Oh, her and Aaliyah Boston would be crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be so good. That'd be so fun to watch. And they might not win immediately. Like, they might not be a great team immediately, but they're going to be a lot better than mm-hmm. they've been. They'll be um, they'd be a middle-of-the-pack team immediately, I feel like. 
in terms yeah. of I'll say bottom half of the middle of the pack. No, no, because a lot of teams right now, to be honest with you, you had the Aces and the Liberty kind of near each other, even though the Aces were clearly the best team in the league. And then you had the the Sun, and then there was just everybody else. So, I mean, the Wings, who are improving, I think they could use a big name player, like a Brittany Griner as well, or somebody else. Because I know Tierra McGowan is a free agent. Yeah, they have a Natasha Howard as well. She wasn't as... I feel like she impacted the team a lot less than I would have liked her to. Right. Like, she kind of disappeared. Like, I was watching them. Every time I watched them play, I kind of forgot she was on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I – we'll see. We'll see. I mean, overall, I think it's just really just trying to catch up. I think it's going to be the biggest thing, just catching up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they got to be – I feel like the league just needs uh... – <laughs> But like you said, this, these other teams just need a couple years to get up. Yeah, because Asia Wilson's in a prime. And a lot of the, and the thing is that the, the beauty of this whole situation from the Aces perspective was built like home from home. They were homegrown and you are like now you're in a situation where all of these homegrown commodities are in their prime. And I mean, Chelsea Gray is a little older and a little longer on the tooth, but still definitely overall really good pieces you've got. So it might be another couple of years barring injury before they really start to climb off that mountain or it'll take a couple of super dynamo players like generational talents maybe teaming up to take this team down. Yeah. That's my best bet. And that's what I, I, I could see playing out eventually. Because, again, Caitlin Clark teaming up with Aaliyah Boston and giving some time and experience and some other pieces around them, if that were to truly work out and be a thing, could be the thing that undoes a team like the Aces, if given the time. So right. we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. You never know. It's – uh. Every sometimes the teams went injury away from from uh the whole thing falling apart. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Now I think there's one other component about this season or these upcoming seasons and future that is interesting, and it is the fact that the league is expanding officially. Mm-hmm. Finally, we're getting that expansion that we've all been waiting for, we've all been looking for. So there's going to be a Golden State team or a Bay Area team, and then there's talk of a Toronto team. Or not Toronto, uh, a Portland team. Uh, it should be cool if there was a Canadian WNBA team, but I don't know if they'll, I don't know if they're there yet. All right. So where where do you think like how what do you think about that? How do you feel on that? What are your thoughts on that? If I'm not mistaken, they said 2025 is when the Golden State team is going to get rolled. I imagine the Portland team would be start at the same time. Hope so. Uh, hope hopefully. So in that, I guess is interest one. That's one interesting aspect is a lot of players are in fact playing to stay where they're at. Because I don't know with WNBA's WNBA's expansion rules, but if it's similar to the NBA's, you know, there's only so many players who could be protected. So 
that'll be real interesting to see uh because these teams are definitely fighting for it's not necessarily like they're fighting for contracts anymore it's like they're also fighting just to maintain their roster spot yep so that could definitely impact how things are this year in regards to you know who's getting minutes and and uh how you know how, how happy players are on the team where they're requesting a trade and all that yeah um, but yeah you know we talked a bit about it in the last episode as well so it's just and plus it's just a lot of information that's not available yet in regards to it so it's just hard to say right you know hopefully it goes well so we can get a couple teams out in the east like 14 is good but we need we need to get to 20 at least like you were saying mm-hmm. uh, 20 is definitely healthy and just in general it's like the nba's has you know it's big but also one, th- one thing that helped was the fact that there are 30 teams one thing that helps is the fact that there are 30 teams right and 30 different cities to have a their own fan base and their own people to root for versus the 12 and WNBA. So I feel like that's going to help. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's, I just think that's one interesting wrinkle to think about the fact that uh, players are going to be trying to stay where they're at. Right. And I think too, the key, I think there are a couple of keys to this that I think will be cool. First, I think the ultimate component that I think that'll help the WNBA expand, not only is the local market of expanding to the United States. But I think that it needs to expand to the globe because the WNBA is a global brand. And I think that is one of the biggest components that make it such a prominent force is that it is a global, a global brand. And I Mm -hmm. I think that there needs to be more work done of recruiting global players and getting like, I, I think that, the, the WNBA may not take off until there's a global superstar, not like really. a, a global sensation. So I, I think that that to me is going to be the biggest thing. And that to me also is why I would have loved a Canadian team, because I think that a team from another, you know, another, you know, another place skyrockets your, your visibility. So there's that aspect of it. And then another thing that I, I think about when I think about the expansion, you know, like I, I, I agree with you that I think 20 teams is healthy, but I would also say I think it might be fun to see what happens when these expansion things happen because you never know. There might be linkups of players that we would have never thought of. Like, I wonder who's a free agent around that time. And if they're like, you know, I want to start my own team, or I want to be, I want to, I want to have a bomb squad out in, in Golden, you know, in Golden State. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting point because uh, yeah. you know there are some people, there are people who do d- desire to build their own thing, right? Like there might be players out there who want to expand on their own brand, and yeah. ooh. I looked ahead, looked ahead to 2025, and interestingly enough, the Aces have Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum, and Chelsea Gray, all the free right. agents. So that's right. something. Right. Depending on how things go, you never know. One of them, one or two of them, may be like, "Yo, we can go on a chip together somewhere else. We can go, we can go bring another, another player from somewhere else, and and let's get this done." So, because I, th- I mean, I think Vegas is just a great place in general, but. The Bay Area is also nice. <laughs> the Bay Area is also very nice. So, 
who knows? I think that that's that's something to think about for sure. That's something to look at. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the no, and Alicia Clark's gonna be a free agent. Maybe the Aces might uh, be in trouble faster than we thought. We'll see. Yeah, I, I I would like to see that. I really would like to see people be like, you know what? Let me go build. Let's go, let me go build my own thing somewhere else. Let's go see what I can do there. Right. And and start and, and start to get these expansion teams because honestly, I would hate to see two more teams that are just gonna suck for ten years. You know what I mean? Like I, I would hate that. So. I hope that some of these good players float over there, flow over there, and they could be like middle of the pack teams right away. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, by then, Asia Wilson will be approaching her 30s. So, we'll see. Yeah, definitely. It was a, it was a I, don't, I don't know. The regular season wasn't wasn't very too exciting for me. No. <laughs> but no, not at all. I enjoyed I enjoyed the playoffs this year, and that's that. Finals was pretty interesting, despite like you said, the scores weren't necessarily close all the time. But that last game was an old time basketball game. Like it was NBA, no NBA college. It was just an amazing game. Down to the wire. Like the, the number of clutch baskets in the last like three minutes was was crazy from both sides. Yeah, they were trading, they were trading buckets for sure. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't have anything else to add on the season. I'm just waiting till the draft now. Yeah, honestly, I'm just I, I'm I'm waiting for the draft as well. I'm excited. I, I really want to see who winds who winds up where, and then what the impact of these draft picks are. Word. And free agency shall be interesting because there's some good players out there. Yeah, definitely. It's gotta. I see how things shake out. Well, Zach, I'm gonna let you do your thing because I think we've done our thing. Let's rock out. Yep. So that's it for today's episode of Game Time. This is Zach Wright, co-host by John Mayer Wilson. Thanks everyone tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Game Time underscore podcast, on X at Game Time underscore ZNJ, as well as Facebook at Game Time with ZNJ. So you have to see further content. You can listen to this episode and future episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to like and subscribe, leave comments. Appreciate that. Help us uh, grow the brand, if you will. If you will. Um, but yeah, we can't wait to talk more basketball on game time.